welcome to the terribly titled Get Better by Reading Books podcast with me, Maxine Horn. This is the audio accompaniment to my midlife crisis. I'm the mum of a preteen and a teen. I'm in my mid-40s. I have a great job, a nice house, two cars on the drive, and I'm looking at my life thinking, is this it for the next 25 years? I have spent a lifetime reading self-help and business development books and now is the ideal time to put all of that reading into action. The only question is, is this actually going to work for someone like me? Because so many of these books are written by and aimed at men in their 20s and 30s who either have no caring responsibilities or, you know, if we're being completely honest, they've got a wife. So let's see what we can pick up from these books and see if they can lead to learning, creativity and growth for someone like us. This week, I was reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. So the premise of the book is that everyone has an upper limit problem, which is where there's a ceiling of happiness or just general good stuff that a person allows themselves to feel. And if you get close to it or if you breach it, then you'll subconsciously act to bring down the levels of happiness or contentment. And apparently breaking through this limit is simply a question of choosing to accept that more love and happiness and wealth and success is okay for us. And at this point, that's when I'm Googling him and I'm like, oh yeah, he is, he's a white dude. Of course he is, of course he is. So a coach that I was working with last year thinks it's a woman, which uh, is probably the only reason I gave this, this book a second try. Anyway, uh, the book talks about different zones of acting. You can act in your zone of incompetence and this is where you, you can't actually do the thing and you should just get someone else to do it for you. Uh, zone of competence where you can do a thing but so can lots of other people. Uh, zone of excellence. Uh, this is the stuff that you're good at and you get paid to do but it doesn't light you up. And then zone of genius which are activities that you're uniquely suited to and they draw in your special gifts and strengths. Now I noted he did say by the age of 40 we've tuned out the calls to genius. So these are the hints that life gives you about what your zone of genius might be. Uh, and this can result in depression. So maybe that's, you know, that's where midlife crisis come from. And I'm kind of like, uh, at this point, I'm like, should I persevere with this book? Anyway, I did. Reader, I did. I got to the end. Um, that was my service and duty to you. You're welcome. Anyway, so his intention is that you start by spending 10 minutes a day in your zone of genius and gradually you increase it until you're spending like 70% of your time in your zone of genius. He then talks about barriers to being in your zone of genius and how you deal with those barriers. And then he also sort of um, picked up that when we're fighting or disagreeing or, or squabbling or criticising somebody, that the thing that we're criticising isn't the thing that the argument or squabble is about. It's, it's actually around this upper limit problem. So that's quite interesting. And then he gets on to how to decide what your zone of genius is. You start by asking lots of questions around what do you love, where do you find your flow, and what's your unique ability. Side note, and this is going to blow the minds of the people listening who know me and have had to put up with me complaining about this in the past couple of years. But this week, I took a Clifton Strength Finder quiz and my top two strengths were what I identified in this exercise in the Big Leap book. Uh, so th that's they're called Empathy and Futurist. 
Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'll do Personality Isn't Permanent by Ben Hardy as a future podcast, and then we can get into my thoughts on personality quizzes. Anyway, back to the book. Uh, so there's a couple more chapters on how to stay in your zone genius, and then there's this really annoying chapter about living in Einstein time. So the idea that time is relative rather than Newtonian, and and I mean, I should have I should have seen it coming. There's this massive red flag where he spent pages and pages building up to oh this this idea when you find it out it's going to change your life it's going to blow your mind da, 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 da. pages and pages. I mean, I say pages and pages. I'm on the Kindle, so I've no idea what it's actually like in real life. But it it felt like a huge build up, and then of course big reveal comes. And it's not impressive. It's the idea that time isn't limited. It's within us and it depends on our focus and our ownership of a task, which, you know, it is cool and everything. But if I'm if I'm on the nine o'clock train and I was supposed to be at the office at eight, there's nothing internal about me there where I can expand time. It, it is actually working in a linear fashion. But there we are. Anyway. Uh, and then there's a final chapter on relationships. So all in all, I've got to say I'm not mega impressed with this book. Uh, I've had, I've heard so many people recommend it and go, oh, it's a game changer. And I'm just like, meh. I, I, I was reading it because in the Rachel Rogers book, in her vision chapter, she talks about the zone of genius and the zone of excellence. And, and I didn't get it from her book. So I had to follow up with this book to try and understand it a bit better but it feels like this book is aimed at bored 40 something male executives that need to be told that actually the courageous thing to do is to quit your job I mean he says several times in the book that uh, your zone of excellence is the thing that people around you are expecting you to do so that you can support them which sounds very much like a, a white male breadwinner lens on the world. You know, it's it's not 1950s suburban America anymore. Was it ever? Anyway, uh, my zone of excellence is something around project management or coaching or teaching, because these are the things that I've been trained to do and that I'm paid to do. And what I don't get is why wouldn't they be in my zone of excellence? especially if I've trained in something that I'm interested in and I've refined my practice. So I don't get how what is in your zone of excellence is excluded from being in your zone of genius. It's just baffling to me. So uh, the question we, we, we ask at the beginning is, is this book for me? Sure, sure this book's for me in the same way that, you know, bromance, male-centred stories and films are for me. Um... You know, I could get something out of it, but it's not for me and it's not about me. Uh, I mean, it's a bit icky. You know, he, he illustrates a story with an exec who's having an affair with his pretty young secretary. And the moral of the story was that this was a wake up call that he was bored rather than, you know, he was a shit who's abusing his power at work. And then plus any, any book that references how great Woody Allen is hasn't really stood the test of time. So ooh, sorry about that. So yeah, interesting book, um, but not high on my list of books to recommend. So I could really do with doing like a supplementary episode because I have to tell you about Working Identities by Hermina Ibera. Sorry if I butchered that name. 
uh, and playing big by tara moore which is one of my favorite books of the of recent years but since i've done two of these personality type quiz thingies in the past fortnight i, I really need to read personality isn't permanent by ben hardy so i can tell you my thoughts because i have thoughts so yeah shall see you here this time next week for that i'm sure you can't wait you know the drill like subscribe leave a review that would be amazing if you want to contact me um, you can email me at podcast at maxinehorn.com that's m-a-x-i-n-e dot com shout out to cara and jamie thanks for listening and uh, i'll see you next time on get better by reading books with maxine horn Ta-da.